here's a story from the world. A massive public health emergency is gripping North America. There is a pandemic, but I'm actually talking about the rise in fatal drug overdoses. The U.S. has seen more overdoses from illegal drugs this year than ever before. Canada is also seeing the increase. In the province of British Columbia, the crisis prompted an unusual and untested response, prescribing drugs like opioids to people, drugs that they'd normally get on the streets. The world's Alana Gordon reports on how that's going. Overdose deaths have plagued British Columbia for a long time. A lot of it has to do with the quality of the street drugs. So much so that Vancouver's health system sends text alerts when they test drugs like heroin or cocaine and find other things in it. Light green counterfeit Xanax bar tested positive for fentanyl. Check your drugs. Colorless crystals sold as MDMA test positive for xylazine, an animal tranquilizer. Over time, the drugs have become more and more toxic. White shiny pebbles thought to be crack cocaine tested positive for fentanyl. And there'll even be bus ads, eh? Like on bus stops and things. Dr. Matthew Chow is a child psychiatrist in the suburbs of Vancouver. You know, I'll walk down the street to go buy some milk or something, and there's a big ad to actually say, oh, warning, this week, this is the stuff that we're finding in the drug supply. So, I mean, we are pulling out all the stops to try to save lives here. Chow has lost several patients to overdoses across the province. Thousands have died in recent years. So along with those very public warnings, they made the overdose-reversing drug naloxone widely available. They started getting good at keeping more people alive. Deaths finally began to dip. Then COVID hit. Cheyenne Johnson directs the BC Center on Substance Use. Any gains around those deaths are reversed. People were told to stay home, to socially distance. Health services closed or went remote. It all created an even deadlier cocktail for people who use drugs, who struggle with addiction. So early on in the pandemic, British Columbia decided to try something out of the box. They developed a policy they call safe supply that had never been tried before that made it easier for doctors and nurses to prescribe people who use street drugs the pharmaceutical equivalents. So it's meant to protect people from transmitting COVID, from helping them to self-isolate in quarantine, and to help alleviate and manage their withdrawal symptoms and cravings. Johnson helped develop the guidelines, including how to assess when this is appropriate or not. Henry Fester was one of the early participants. I started to get my life back to the point that this is what it used to be like before I lost control, you know? <laughs> I spoke with him in the spring of 2020. He was able to stop in a pharmacy to pick up his supply of pills. Fester, who's 61, said it was a total relief, a weight lifted, because he didn't have to spend most of his waking hours figuring out what he'd have to do to get his next hit. I'm so lucky to have what I have. It's given me time to reflect on what life is all about. In the year and a half since then, about 6,500 people have taken part in this safe supply program. Overall, though, overdose deaths still appear to be going up. I want to acknowledge the losses, the sons and daughters, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, friends, leaders, elders, who have lost their lives to this toxic drug supply, despite all the work that's been done. Dr. Shannon McDonald is chief medical officer for BC's First Nations Health Authority. This summer, she and other regional leaders announced they're expanding the Safe Supply program and pouring a lot more resources into it, developing outreach teams and making this a standard intervention that's widely available. But that's going to be challenging. 
Even supporters of the program, like Henry Fester's doctor, Mark Tyndall, are skeptical that other health providers will come on board. Physicians are still fairly reluctant to use these guidelines because they haven't, you know, been endorsed by the colleges and things. And physicians still feel that they're under quite a bit of surveillance and quite a bit of restrictions. And most have chosen just not to do it. And then Tyndall says the prescriptions haven't worked for everyone, either because of the amount prescribed or the kind of drug. It was an experiment. And for some people said that it it did help them. But for most people, it wasn't an adequate substitute. Others worry this could create easier access to addictive pills. As for Henry Fester. Hello. Hello, Elena. Hi. I was finally able to connect with him a year and a half later. He's been isolated and lonely during the pandemic. He says it's been hard to even get out of bed. You get inside your brain and it kind of takes control, you know. And I don't know, it's so easy. It's so easy to fall into that big black hole. And it's so difficult to crawl out of, like real difficult to crawl out of. Fester wasn't aware that BC was expanding the Safe Supply program. When I told him, his mood appeared to shift. He's still participating in it. Oh, I think it's great. I think it's beyond great. Fester thinks for sure it'll save lives, because even in this pit of COVID darkness, he says he's grateful that at least he doesn't have to take to the streets to find drugs. For The World, I'm Alana Gordon.